Here comes the intro. Skip forward 30 seconds if you want to get right to the episode. This is the Tailboard Talk Podcast, the best health, wellness, and lifestyle resource for the fire service. We're using stories, lessons, and tips from the front lines to give a realistic view of what the job can do to us and how we can make it out alive. I'm Chris Morella, a firefighter since 03, medic since 05, full-time since 08, and promoted to lieutenant in 20. I'm also a personal trainer and strength coach, and I'm here to give you the best information and host the best discussions to make us capable and durable, both on the job and away from it. So grab a heater, steal some fancy creamer from First Shift, and let's go chat. Let's start with the feedback after your, I mean, it's been a year, or it's got to be more than a year by now, right? Yeah, I I think it's been two years now. It probably is, because I think you were like one of the first 10 guests, maybe? You were yeah, pretty early. It was one on. of the early ones. Yeah. And uh it's been the podcast has been around for over two years now. I think I think August is like the anniversary of it. Um so yeah, two years. The first episode we did with you was the first two episodes in a row were just you and your story, man. And so right. um you would send me messages though, kind of periodically or whenever you I know a couple like when you went back and happened to see a bunch of guys you used to, to be in the service with or you know, we went to a wedding and saw a bunch of dudes there. Uh, yeah. but it seems like th- this episode's kind of stuck with you and the people who listen to it a little bit. So what's some of the feedback you've gotten or stuff that's happened since two years ago? Probably nothing. Oh, yeah. Probably well, nothing. First off, I just I still remember how crazy it was um, that when the podcast aired, it was on the anniversary of whenever that wreck had happened. Oh, that's right. Um, the police officer. Yeah. yeah. I, and I was just like, that was just... I don't know, very coincidental and just eerie in a way. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, first off, just for myself, and I know I've told you, but I just, I didn't realize how much healing that was going to just bring me just telling my story. Um, cause I had kind of kept it quiet. Um, especially since I had like moved away from Oklahoma and uh, I mean, I just, I never really got closure. And so it kind of, it helped me a lot. Uh, but then, I mean, I got tons of feedback from guys that I uh, was in the Marines with um, and some other firefighters, but mainly my veteran buddies that were just, you know, it inspired some of them to go get help. Some of them were um, kind of on the same kind of downward spiral. Um, but especially one of my really good friends, he told me like his girlfriend had been uh, telling him to go get help for years and he just never did. Um, but then when he listened to my podcast, he was like, man, it, you know, inspired him to go get help. And, um, that was whose, you know, wedding I was able to go to. And she said, you know, because of listening to my story and him going to get help was, you know, part of what, you know, helped them get married. And I mean, just hearing it from all these guys, it it really made me realize the fact that, you know, I need to be more vocal about Mm. this because, you know, if it helps just one person, it's worth it. And that was kind of our whole reasoning for just me telling my story anyways yeah yeah so that's really good feedback though i mean there's a lot of connections in there i didn't know that that guy's wedding that you went to was the one who initially reached out you know so early yep. on and um man what a path then you know two years later so much has changed um, oh yeah that's really cool what what so what have you noticed with yourself then have you started not necessarily like seeking out opportunities to talk more about it but now it's more like a conversation instead of a, a thing that was in your past you know are, are you more aggressive yeah. towards getting it out there then yeah i i wouldn't say like I, I probably honestly should try to get it out there a little more um <laughs> i think so I, yeah yeah 
my wife uh, actually we recently talked because Camp Hope had their ten year anniversary, mm. um, so a bunch of us all got together for that, and my, me and my wife were guest speakers for it. Wow. Um, and so she kind of shared a little bit of her end on it, and she was really nervous about it. And she talked about how when I originally told my story on your podcast that she like really didn't want me to do it. It was just you know a bad time in our lives, mm. and you know she was. I don't know. She, you know, she, it was just a bad time. So she didn't really like thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then kind of same thing where she realized it was helping all these people. Um, and then when we t- shared our story at Camp Hope too, there were some guys that were residents there. And um, like there was a guy that was another firefighter that talked to me afterwards and how he could relate so well. And, you know, it gives them, gives them hope. It's like they can see that, you know, cause I went to Camp Hope. Uh, when was that? Like, 2015 i think around then and you know i i'm i'm still doing well so it, it's like it gives them hope because a lot of guys leave those places and then you know they they just kind of fall back into that hole and, and these bad patterns mm. um and so from telling my story too it, it just it made it easier to talk about um i used to Basically, if I would start talking about my story, I would start have flashbacks and just kind of, you could see it in my eyes. Like yeah. everyone would talk about it. I would just, I'd be somewhere else. Mm. Um, and I'd feel all lightheaded and dizzy afterwards. And and now, you know, it's, it's not so much like that, you know. Man. And I mean, you've continued your own path through, I'm not trying to um, expose you or anything like that, but we've talked about it. You, you've continued your own path through therapy to a point now where mm-hmm. your therapist is like, hey, it's time for like you need to start getting involved in, in outward projections of this stuff and getting involved right. in more things. And we're going to talk about that because I want to talk about the other thing you're involved with. It, it's is the, um, it, say the name of the veteran veterans group that does the, the workouts. Cause I just can't remember off the top of my head. Project resilience. Yeah. I was going to say the resiliency project, but I knew that wasn't right. And there's yeah. It's funny. Cause when I, I talked to uh, Dr. Samantha case and, uh, uh, this other veteran, uh, Chris, I can't think of his last name right now. Lots of Chris's sure. out there. Smart guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably good looking. But, uh, yeah. th- they said it's kind of a joke with them because you, if you Google like project resilience, there's like a ton of them. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> and some people call it resiliency project yeah. or, and it's just like, it, it's confusing, but yeah. So what, yeah. So what is that? You're doing it out of your garage. I'm actually right, right, right in the middle of a garage renovation that I'm going to be kind of, uh, documenting on the old Instagram we're taking out a window and putting a door in so I can have people come mm. in and not go through the house and all that stuff but that's a good idea yeah it's a we'll see I got to do it and then it's happening <laughs> we'll see how good about it it's a good good yeah. idea, good thought you're right good idea but we'll see yeah. how it plays out um with the actual nuts and bolts of it but yeah um but tell me what you're doing tell me what this group is how you got involved with it and what you're doing with that well it's kind of in the early stages I guess um uh, they originally wanted to start it in like 2020, I guess, but then 2020 happened. Yeah. And so that got kind of put to the side. So it's kind of starting back up. Um, I found out about it through originally just listening to power athlete, um, their podcast. Um, nice. and I was kind of like, Ooh, that made a side note of it in my head. Like, man, that sounds cool. I would like to get involved with that. Um, and then not too long ago, I went to power athlete to do my block one coach, start with them on mm-hmm. their ranch and which was a whole amazing experience in itself with their coaches collective had all kinds of great coaches there. Um, as you know, Raph, I was going to say, there. I forgot. Yeah. You met Raph or yeah. you, you yeah. experienced Raph. 
Yeah, I forgot. Uh, and yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to talk with him about you, but you <laughs> know, right. for the better. <laughs> but I mean, just yeah, the amount of knowledge I, I got to learn just I mean, not only from him, but they had all kinds of heavy hitters there. Um, it, it was it was great. Um, but anyways, uh, during it, Tex did a little presentation of Project Resilience because, you know, th basically it's a network of strength coaches and gyms um, that are also connected with mental health professionals. Um, so they're based out of California um, and have a gym there that, you know, veterans and first responders can come in, get a workout, you know, and then get connected to some sort of a therapy plan as well. Mm. Um, so obviously like from, uh, like whenever I was first on your podcast, you know, you were looking for people that used fitness as a form of therapy for right. PTSD. And that's basically what project resilience is combining. It's, uh, so my goal of it from my end is basically starting up, you know, some group workouts about twice a week, um, where veterans and first responders can come in for free, um, you know, lift some weights and I'm trying to get, you know, a, a kind of a regular group going so that the guys that like really need it, but they're still, you know, kind of nervous to get their feet wet, get their foot in the door. Um, they'll feel more comfortable coming in. And then as you train, you know, you start getting more comfortable. It's easier to have those harder conversations. Um, and then if they need help further on the professional, like mental health side, I have connections um, with guys they can talk to. So is that something that the project sets up? Is that they give you all that support? So like, hey, you're going to get these people and they've been screened by these people. And then if they need more help, send them back here. Or what's the process for for someone basically reaching out and saying, hey, I'm a vet. I'd like to get involved with this to to then get in your in your garage. What's the steps? for mm -hmm. that? Are you familiar with that? Uh, well, to get in my garage, unfortunately, you know, they have to be kind of local. Um, sure. Sure. But for you know, if people hear about it, that, you know, it's kind of, there, there's, you know, like a network of coaches. It's so some of them is like, are the block one coaches through power athlete, mm -hmm. um, just kind of all over the nation. Um, and if there's others that are involved as well, um, I know like Kabuki strength is oh, nice. like a sponsor of them. Cool. Um, so it, it, it's kind of all over. Um, and it's, again, it's still kind of in the beginning stages, so it's still growing. Yeah. Um, and I actually had a guy that I was in with, he was uh, one of my first platoon sergeants. Uh, he's like a mindfulness coach and he wanted to get involved. And so now he's on like the mindfulness side of things. Nice. Um, and he's based out of Texas. Cause that, that's the unfortunate part is like Dr. Sam that, helped start it um she's based out of california and can only practice in california oh okay um, and so sense. yeah makes sense yeah so that's why like she's kind of limited there but knowing other mental health professionals and that's why i'm trying to get the ptsd foundation of america involved too um i have resources in texas um i mean the amount of veterans in texas is pretty insane so that's yeah so the process of it is basically you know if they hear about it you know they can come in and if they want to start training regularly, they can. Um, but it's just, it's a good way, you know, for me personally, like I, I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't already been lifting and following some sort of a strength program, because that was so much of my therapy. Um, so I think of it as not only a treatment for PTSD, but also as like prevention. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, we talked about that when you were in your inpatient 
And uh, you're basically just figuring out ways to continue to do something physical every day to kind of ward yeah. off the worst of the worst, you know? Yeah, I was thinking of that the other day because at one point I think they thought I was just being crazy and I was like running around in a wheelchair or not running around, <laughs> healing around yeah. in a wheelchair. And then one of the nurses came up to me and she was like, are you trying to like work out with that? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Cool. We thought you were manic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I got to do something. Yeah. But, and I would, you know, I'd feel much better. And, and I've, uh, like, there's a lot of good books out there now, um, that I've read, like, uh, move the body, heal the mind. The body keeps the score. Yeah. That's a really good one. And, you know, I've read about how much, you know, the, the physical and mental, it's all connected. Right. So, Right. You know, you, you take care of your body, it'll help take care of your mind and vice versa. So it's really just a perfect way to treat uh, veterans or first responders and again, or prevent PTSD um, as opposed to just throwing a giant Ziploc bag of pills at them. You know? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah, man. You're bringing it back all kinds of good, me- good and bad memories, yeah. I guess. I shouldn't say good memories, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. all kinds of memories. Um so, so you're doing it two times a week. Is that what you're, is that the average uh, or is it up to the kind of the facility, what they want to do? Yeah, it, it's kind of up to the facility. Um, I'm doing it actually just, um, two times a month All for month. now. Yeah, um, obviously if it grows from there, then, then awesome. Um, but we, we got, a we just did our second one, uh, this past, uh, what day was that? My days are all messed up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Last week you. sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was good. We had a good mix of like some veterans and firefighters and police. Um, and so I think, you know, creating that group and creating that environment um, makes guys just to where like, you know, as you go through these workouts, I mean, my best friends I've made through training partners, you know, yeah. and it gets you to where you're a little bit more comfortable with having, you know, those conversations where it's, Hey man, I've actually been kind of struggling lately or, you know, maybe they have a call that bothered them or maybe it's just something at home. You know, there's, there's all kinds of issues yeah. going on. It makes guys a little bit more comfortable to talk about it. Well, I mean, even if, even if uh, they don't get to the exact root of the issue that, I mean, you go to work and for the most part, we all have a lot of the same problems in that kitchen table. We get to sit around and realize that we all have the same problems, you know, yep, so just yeah. being in a group and even if you never get to like the real deep stuff, you just know that there's other people like you out there and you're all there for a reason. So, you know, that something's going on. And, uh, I think that camaraderie, like you said, is, is enough a lot of times just to make people feel yeah. better. And then, Oh, that's so much of like just the firefighter peer support side of things is yeah. just like what you said, the kitchen table, you yeah. know, your crew, if you have a, a good crew that you work with, like you should be able to you know, th- there's your peer support right there, right? The, the kitchen table. I mean, Talk or the tailboard, other. either one. I mean, I should remember the name of the show yeah, sometimes yes, when I'm yes, talking tailboard. about this stuff. <laughs> Great businessman. All right. Um, so with that, then, because that, I mean, that dovetails perfectly into what we've been working on, what you've been working on, what Annette and I mm-hmm. threw at you kind of last month, which was <laughs> Devote December, because we just got to a point where like. I think it's just a natural progression where we saw how excited you and some other people were. And we just didn't, we just couldn't match that level of enthusiasm this year. Um, right. just cause of whatever reason is going on or what other stuff is taking our attention away from it. But it's such a, we, we still believe in it. It's such a hugely valuable program that we wanted to continue it, but we knew that going into it half hearted was not the way to do it. So right. reached out to you and basically said, thanks for accepting the position of running to vote December. And you said, yeah, I guess I can do that. Thankfully. Um, 
and it's all yours, man, but you've been doing a ton of work on it and I'm really excited for you to, to kind of take it over. So let's just go a little bit back, just a tiny bit back. And you've done Devote December since it started, I think, just the, the few years we've been doing it. Um, I think so. I think I didn't even realize it was the start of it. I was just yeah, like, oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, that was another problem is we were so inf- infrequent throughout the year with it that uh, you wouldn't know if it was in the first year or, or 20th yeah. year, you know, which is a good and a bad thing, I guess. But um, yeah. what last year you did mindfulness every day or meditation every day for your devote mm-hmm. December, right? Just give me a yeah, little. Yeah, I think you guys, well, I think you guys made it to it. Wasn't it like 15 minutes of something? Of something, That you yeah. chose? Yeah, what so the first year it? we did it, we used the number um, and we checked it daily and it was just use that number. So I, I think it started like 115 and then we yeah. got up to like 132 over the course of December. And that was the number of confirmed and verified firefighter and EMS suicides. So we were using um, the firefighter. You should, I feel like you should note that that's only like a, probably a quarter of the real number. Oh yeah. So, so this, too. yeah, oh. that's what I was, I'm going into is that that was from the firefighter behavioral health Alliance. And we used that number because the guy who was running it would receive a report of a suicide and then he would not investigate it, but he would go out and then like send the family or whoever was a questionnaire, you know, confirm that it was suicide, confirm that they were a firefighter or a paramedic, uh, and basically verify it, you know, instead of just right. watching the news and saying like, Oh, they're just adding up a number. So with that, though, like you're saying, that reporting number is, yeah, a third to a quarter of what the actual number was. But no. um, that was the most reliable number, you know, I guess reliable number we could use. So we used that one. So we started like 115, and it was just 115 of anything. And the goal was if you just do 115 anything, let's say squats, right, mm-hmm. um, you're going to get a little mental boost from that. You'll raise all the good chemicals, and you'll be a little sore, and you'll get your heart rate up a little bit, and you'll be breathing a little bit heavy, and you'll feel good. And then uh, the goal was maybe later on in the spring when statistically like the general population suicide rates are higher, maybe you'll be like, man, I'm not feeling that great. But I do remember back in December, I did these these things a few days and I felt better after that. Maybe I'll start doing that stuff again. And like you're saying, maybe that's a good way to treat and or prevent a catastrophe from happening, right? So that was the original intent of it. And then the second year, I think we did... Yeah, 15 minutes, and then we put out really short workouts or left it up to you. You know, just like the the number we used the first year, now we're just doing a time frame. So just mm-hmm. do 15 minutes of whatever you want. Um, and we got good traction off of that because, you know, if you take someone who is relatively inactive and you tell them to do 115 to 130 squats, that's not likely to happen. But yeah. if you say, hey, here's a 15-minute very brief and very entry-level workout, and most of it's walking or or carrying something, or sets of push-ups in five to eight, and mm-hmm. squats in eight to ten. Um, it's more doable, and so we changed it to a time frame instead of a, a checklist. So, right. but what I'm going to get back to was you did meditation every day, and it, so you have your regular strongman and firefighting and conjugate routine you do, and then you right. added devote December on top of that, which was meditation. So why don't you give me a little bit of info on how that worked and how you liked it, and what kind of you noticed doing meditation every single day for all of December. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, a lot of people kind of mistake meditation or really just mindfulness too, for, you know, you having to like go in a deep, dark room, lights, candles, and and, (laughs) feel hippy dippy with it and stuff. And it doesn't have to to be that at all. Um, there's all kinds of forms of meditation. Um, I chose to do 
some silent meditation because I had kind of fallen out of the habit of silent meditation. So I was like, Hey, this is a good way to get back in the habit of it. So, um, and basically, you know, it, it's all about grounding and just being in the present moment. Um, some people think, you know, you're not supposed to think about anything when you meditate and you know, that that's impossible. You can't right. not think about something. <laughs> yeah. Um, think so it's all about thinking. awareness and usually, you know, you bring the focus to the breath um, so I do usually like some nasal breathing. Uh, there's box breathing you can do where you breathe in for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold that for four seconds. Um, or you can just, you know, count your breath. Um, and you know, distraction thoughts or distractive the distractions and thoughts are going to come into your head and, you know, you learn to just kind of be aware of them. And then for me personally, I think of them as like a passing cloud and then back on my breath. Um, so with those 15 minutes each day, I mean, I started sleeping better. I was able to handle my emotions better. Um, I honestly think my recovery got better um, as far as like with my training as well. Because hmm. um, I did some research and there's some science behind that too. Um but also, especially for firefighters, um, I discovered, you know, our nervous system is almost always in like hyperdrive. Yeah. Um, you know, you, the lights and tones go off, bam, that's that, that nervous system fight or flight response. Um, and you don't even have to be running call. You know, a lot of guys don't even realize it when, you know, you've been doing this job for a while. They think, oh, you know, it's just another call kind of thing. But you still get that adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, your body is just it just does it automatically. You can't help it. Um, and so then even when you come home, I don't know if you've ever had this, but like not too long ago, I was uh, like riding a little workout in my garage and it was dark and my wife accidentally turned the light on and my brain just went lights, yeah. you know, yeah, and and that's oh that nervous system response. So firefighters are really at risk for just a nervous system burnout. Um, and that leads to all kinds of health problems, both physically and mentally. So when you do that 15 minutes of silent meditation, you know, it puts your body in that rest and relax mode. Um, so it helps reset your nervous system, gets mm-hmm. it to calm down. Um, and so, I mean, again, just when, when you take that pause in, in, in the day, you know, like there's an old Zen saying where if you don't think you have uh, five minutes to meditate, then meditate for 20 minutes. Um, you know, yeah, that's nice. I, I like to I like to do one that's similar to that. That's just like if you don't think you have time to meditate, just think about it for a minute. Nice. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I, I like it, man. It, I've definitely had those. Um, I mean, Nathan's three and a half and Sawyer's a year and a half. And so there is I mean, it'd be it'd be odd for for us to go two and a half minutes without something being thrown or a loud right. noise happening or, <laughs> or a scream, like a blood curdling yes. scream for seemingly no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And there's sometimes Katie and I'll just look at each other and be like, we are on such sensory overload right now. Like just yesterday, um, Sawyer's got some, some teeth coming in and Nathan was up a couple of times throughout the night. So, both of them that day were very restless and uh, she woke up just screaming like crazy from a nap, like an hour earlier than she was supposed to. And Nathan, uh, you know, did something and just burst into a screaming fit. And the, both of them in stereo screaming was just like too much. And you're just like, yeah. I can't even function right now. Everything. I just, it, 
And I think that the response is different for everybody, right? Like for some people, they'll shut down and withdraw. Some people will dig into it and like try to fix it immediately. Um, For me, I just, it just drives me to frustration a lot. Like it's annoyance and I just want the Mm -hmm. noise to stop. So I actually end up getting like worked up about it. Um, And I, so I had to like turn the monitor off. So I didn't hear Sawyer screaming anymore. It sounds bad, but I had to turn it off and then go inside because Nathan was out in the yard with Katie and I just had to like give myself 10 seconds and be like, okay, I can deal with one of them screaming. So I'm going to go get her um, and I can deal that. And then when I come back down, hopefully Nathan's done screaming. (laughs) So then we'll solve this problem. But uh, yeah, it it doesn't sound bad to me at all because yeah, Gabe is eight and Zoe is three. Yeah. And yeah, it's sometimes they just are going at it and it's like, oh my God, there's too much noise and it's sensory overload. And yeah, it happens, man. So, but you're like, you're saying it's that overdrive. It's that amygdala just firing like mad Mm -hmm. and you don't, you don't make that distinction between like, okay, I'm home now. Your brain is just like, oh, there's more stuff going on. I better keep freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you made me kind of think of it when you were saying that uh, even if you've been wrong, uh, along, around for a long time and you think it's just another call, a long time ago, um, Joe Galley, who was just on here, mm-hmm. and his yeah, boss. Yeah, awesome dude. Um, and his boss, who is another extremely forward-thinking guy, uh, they, they read a study or read a paper that said, that act that the health outcomes and the ah, now I'm going to butcher it. Basically it said that <laughs> the people who didn't go on a call had worse health than the people who did go on a call because of that stress response right. and because they were in bed and the lights would go on and the site and the um, alarm would go off and then they would just mm-hmm. lay there and let that battery acid just flow through their body. You know? Yeah. You don't get to like, there's no expression yeah. with it. Yeah. You don't get to yeah. use it. And so it's just, just burning through you. And so what they did was they, um, Every time the ambulance would get a call overnight, they would get up and walk like three to four laps around the bay floor or they'd get up and go empty the dishwasher or go get up and go, like, go put the towels from the washer and the dryer. Like they had to get mm-hmm. up and do something and they kept each other accountable on it to the point mm-hmm. where like if if Joe got up and walked by, he would knock on, on Dan's door and be like, hey, come on, get up. Like we got to go move around a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, that was all in an effort to combat that. Like they know what's happening. Oops. It's not up to you. It's if you could consciously decide not to have that happen, you would obviously, but you can't. Right. And they, yeah. you know, they they still are very proactive about that. And they, I think a few guys still do that. Well, they'll they'll make themselves get up and walk around. Um, I know whenever I'm at a station, I'm and the tones go off, and I don't have to go. Um, I either sit up, and I do like a ten to fifteen really deep breaths, um, mm-hmm. or I actually stand up and just kind of just kind of rock side to side or just kind of pick my feet up kind of march in, not march in place, but just kind of move around a little bit and, right. and try to breathe really deeply, just hoping that I'm kind of uh, getting that stuff moving, you know? So I don't know. It, it sounds like, like witchcraft, right? And it sounds kind of goofy, but um, no, not to me. I think I mean, after, you know, if you yeah. look at it for, if you're going to be there for 25 to 30 years, it's, it's worth a shot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know? Yeah. I'll have to, uh, if you, can find like research on that or something i will um, i'm gonna go back i, I haven't thought about that guys. in a long time I'll, I'll text joe right now actually uh when we're I, done and try i to know there's it. some guys would totally be on board with me doing that but i know there are definitely some that would get just even more pissed <laughs> off if i went and knock on their door like yeah. hey walk around like <laughs> well those guys probably never woke up in the first place for the call they probably they're, they're yeah, probably the dude. kind of that get up in the morning very, and, i don't know how like there's i'm sure you guys have them too where guys like that sleep through calls oh yeah and stuff and i'm like i i don't know if it's because of my marine background but it's like i i always have a hard time sleeping anyways yeah but 
that's oh. especially I think part of it. And and I'll have to try that because last shift, I mean, we had I didn't end up having to go on any of the calls, but you know there was a lot of radio traffic and tones going off for yeah. them. And yeah, it's just like it, people don't get that side of the job sometimes if you don't work it because they think like, oh, you didn't have to run any calls, so you slept. And it's like, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and even then, even if you do sleep, I like um, uh, was uh, James Gearing's book, The One More Light. I think he uses an analogy um, where it's basically like someone sitting in the corner of your room with like uh, some symbols. Hmm. And he's like, I may bang on these. I may not. I don't know. So it's <laughs> yeah. like even when you're sleeping, you're still kind of you're not getting that deep sleep. So oh, I've, I've told Annette, you know, because um, we're, we're doing spring for change stuff and talking about sleep, I've it's very, very seldom when I'm at home and probably just cause I'm overtired from being at work. I, I don't remember, remember my dreams necessarily. And I don't really get up in the middle of the night. Um, I'm pretty much done, you know, right. to where Katie's like, yeah, Nathan came in the room twice last night. I'm like, well, that's surprising. Cause I didn't know he was even in here. Yeah. And, uh, or like this morning he, he was in bed with us and we woke up and we're like, what time did you get here? Cause we're just so tired that we don't even wake up for it. But at work, it'll be regularly that I'll wake up and you know see like the pile of clothes in the corner that is a person or something like that right. or um i'm looking you know i'm looking for something and then i wake up and i'm like sitting up in bed and i'm like what am i what is going on right here and mm-hmm. yeah that happens regularly at work but never at home so there's something you know you're definitely less settled yeah, yeah just like even there's like a tiny little i need to get like some electrical tape or something there's a small tv on the wall in our rooms at mm-hmm. my station and there's one of those tiny little green LED lights <laughs> yeah. and that will just sometimes like my eyes will flutter or something yeah. and I'll think that tiny little light is the lights and I jump up and I'm Ugh. like, oh, dang. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Well, I was going to say too, we, we have a few guys that uh, it's a joke on the opposite side of that. The guys that don't wake up for calls and their regular routine is to get up, you know, walk out, grab a cup of coffee and the ambulance crew will be sitting there just ran all night and just looks terrible and they're just ready to be poured into their car and go home, you know, and without fail, he'll be like, man, pretty good night, huh? <laughs> and yeah. we're like, what are you talking about? We went out four times. He's like, you did? Like, it was just a regular occurrence. That, like he's that, just so that sounds like my driver. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. It was great. No calls all night. We're like, for who? Like what? Yeah. Went out four times. Like, well, I didn't hear him. Like, geez, dude. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know how some guys do it, but God. Good, good for them though. Cause it's I like, guess. I wish I could, I guess. Uh, yeah. so let's get into so we handed you to vote December. You're all, you were more than accepting of it and you started developing a plan for it. What's your plan looking like now? Cause uh, we got, you know, a month and a half or so until we're kicking off. Yeah. It'll be here before we know it, I yeah. guess. Um, but yeah. So this time um, I kind of had this thought cause I kind of wanted to c- combine what I did with the 15 minutes of meditation. Um, but basically it's going to have a daily five, five, five challenge where you do five minutes of mindfulness five minutes of mobility work and five minutes of walking. Nice. Um, I think it's like a simple but effective way that you can improve your overall health um, and also start to create good habits. And um, you do that daily. Um, And then it also kind of goes along with the theme of like five, 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 um, which is like the, you know, the tolling of the bell Mm. or the last alarm or last call. But I thought it kind of, you know, went along with, you know, just because we're trying to prevent, firefighter suicides and uh, bring some awareness to that. So you do that daily. And then throughout the month, I'm also going to be just kind of rotating through the um, four pillars of 
health and wellness, which is the mindfulness, fitness, sleep, and nutrition. And it'll just be some like simple tips on each subject, you know, for nutrition, maybe it'll be a few recipes, fitness, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll throw out a short little workout or maybe just some tips on workouts, mindfulness, you know, same thing, just because again, like how I, I was talking about it earlier with meditation, there's just so many misconceptions when it comes to mindfulness training. Um, you know, it, it can be even be something as simple as like listening to music, you know, what, what puts you in that present moment where you're, you know, just really aware right now. Um, and that's something that I think is really going to be beneficial because a lot of people don't understand meditation that well, you know, that they, they go on walks and then they get back like, man, that felt really good. And they don't realize a lot of it. Yeah, there's other stuff going on, but a lot of it is it's that meditation side where you're just walking and you're thinking about yeah. that moment right there and you're living in the present. And to me, that's always really important, especially with having kids, because, you know, it happens to everyone. We're like, you know, I'll be somewhere else while I'm sitting here playing with my kids and not thinking about it at all. You know, when I should mm -hmm. be in that moment playing with my kids, enjoying my time with them. Um, right. And that's where I think a lot of guys start having problems, too, is, you know, if they're stuck on a bad call or something and that's constantly running through their head, they're not able to enjoy those things and they just become numb. So that's basically uh, the goal of it, you know, and uh, people can, you know, as they do the 555 challenge, you know, tag Devote December and repost and helps kind of spread awareness for what it is, you know, so. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll definitely be doing it. I think five, I think the 555 is great because all of those things are just short enough where you probably want to naturally do more of them. You know, like right. five minutes of mobility is, is one and a half or things maybe. Yeah. Maybe two things. And at that point, you're like, well, can I just do a, a few more? Yeah, it's like, or I feel I pretty just... good. I'll, I'll keep stretching a little yeah. bit, you know. Can you give me like one more to do? Because two wasn't enough. Right. So I, And then five minutes of walking. I mean, that's a perfect. It, it makes me think of that whole like floss one tooth a day thing, mm -hmm. you know, where you're just doing just enough to make yourself want more to do more the next day or know that you can do that much so you can have the confidence to do more the next time. Right. Um, I think it's great, man. I'm pumped for it. I think it's... I'll I'll be doing it. Like I said, I, you know, Katie and I have recommitted to our fitness and wellness right. about 30 times in the past year <laughs> just because uh, we'll do good for a week or so. And then it just seems like, man, the, the days just aren't long enough or we just get to a point where we're both okay with just not working out or just being not going for a walk because we're like this, the stillness and just sitting down and not paying attention to whatever shows on is better than yes. feels like a, it's definitely an easier choice. It feels better than trying to go do something else. Yeah. Like the, the mental effort and the physical effort of like doing something else at that point is just like, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, and uh, <laughs> we definitely take the easy way out a number of times, you know, but at the, in the moment it feels good. But then after like a week of that, we're like, ah, crap, we got yeah. <laughs> to get back on this. That's thing. where it's handy. Uh, uh, do you guys have a dog? No. And we're, you know, it was one of those sad things. We lost both our dogs oh, probably. Man. Right when they, well, um, I'll get to the second part of it. <laughs> Both our dogs were projects, man. They they were amazing. Yeah. But one was 13 and the other one was um, 10 or 11 when she died. They both had significant health issues. Mm. Um, and so the last year and a half of both of them was just brutal. It was like carry them upstairs, carry them downstairs, make them go outside. Yeah. Make them, you know, it was constant. And so um, the one the one died before we had Nathan and the second one died when Nathan was like 10 weeks old. And it was one of those things where we had, uh, 
we went, we put her down. It was very sad. And then we went out to lunch and then we're like, now what? Like right, we just yeah. stay out. Like we don't <laughs> like, what, what do we have to do? We have to rush back for a dog. That's going to have a seizure or, or go to the bathroom on the floor. Yeah. And so we, we stayed out and it was like, you know, Nathan was napping a lot. He was 10 months old. And so at that moment we were like, we really miss them and we love them so much, but this is so much easier. Right. And, uh, still maybe once a year we'll see a cute dog and be like oh that's a cute dog and then immediately we're both like nope no no thank you especially once they if they get to that age and they have all those problems it makes it difficult but 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 so with we have a dog and he will basically go psycho if he does not get his walk in and he'll he'll fall like we used to keep his leash in our laundry room and then we stopped doing that because anytime we walked into the laundry room, which was pretty constant with two kids, and it's also the <laughs> access to our garage, he would think he's going on a walk and he'd follow Jeez. us around. And he, it was like, but that's one of the things where sometimes I really won't feel like walking, but he'll just, he's like, hey, like it's walk time. And he's yeah. like nosing me and everything. It's like, all right, come on, let's go take Martian on a walk. And yep. and all they the were kids perfect come. For that, man. And, and sometimes it's yeah. it, it's kind of like, like I, I like to teach my kids how to cook too. And sometimes it's, more of a hassle, but you know that they're learning out of it and getting something good out of it too. Cause yeah, some of our walks, you know, it's like, Oh, a nice peaceful walk with the family. But you know, <laughs> Zoe trips Sometimes and falls not. and starts crying. <laughs> Gabe's running yeah. all over the place or something or steps in an anthill. And it's just like, Oh my gosh, like, oh why, my can't, <laughs> why can't we just walk? Like, <laughs> yep. We've, we've gone 30 feet guys. Yeah. Can we yeah, it it takes around? a lot we're longer, <laughs> but, but you know, at the same time, I, I always try to remind myself, even sometimes it's more stressful. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes everyone actually just walks and it's great. And yeah. it's like, wow, we just actually walked on our walk instead of making it a more stressful yeah. thing, but you, it's still, it's a good habit to get into. And, and like you're saying, all of these, the, the five, 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 it, it's just, it's short enough to where it's doable. And it's actually something that I basically uh, do at my lunchtime at work. Um, yeah. I go back to my room and I do a quick little meditation for at least five minutes. Sometimes I do 15. It just kind of depends. Sometimes it gets interrupted too, but you know, um, and then I try to at least do five minutes of mobility and I usually do 10 minutes of walking after I eat, but well, yeah. Good for you. Cause I don't, <laughs> um, have you ever, have you ever been walking your dog? And getting annoyed by them because they're taking too long or stopping so frequently and you just want to get going or get around the block or whatever your path is. And then you realize that you're on the walk for them, not you. Yeah. And like, oh, <laughs> exactly. I guess I guess if he wants to sniff, that's kind of the reason I brought him outside. So I should probably let him sniff. That's a good idea. Like, so not so much about my dog. He, he walks pretty well with that, but with my kids <laughs> when he said that because yeah. they'll stop. And it's like, hey, come on. Like, yeah. like they're basically – I've almost – feel like I'm on a patrol with my family because yeah. we yes. have dispersion and it's like, <laughs> all right, come on, let's, you know, yeah. And one of them stops, one of them sprints ahead and yeah. You're but, like, oh wait, this isn't for me. This is for you guys. I should probably exactly. So that, let, let you do what you're cha- doing. Change my perspective on it, I guess. So yeah, I, I do have to applaud you though, because, um, you are, you are setting an example for Katie and I with how much you have your kids in the garage gym. Oh, thank you. And the, the cooking thing too. I mean, that's cool to see. Even though, I, listen, I'm on board with your organ meats, man. Oh, I don't know yeah. what everybody else is big problem with them. I'm down. Oh, but, they're uh, so good. Uh, like, have you had? <laughs> well, obviously not all I had of very them. Few. I've had very few. Yeah, but it's just you just have to. It's like anything else. Like I know people that 
like can mess up chicken breast horribly to where yeah. it's like, uh, you know, this absolutely it's super dry, you know, and doesn't taste. Well, good. the thing about organ, you can't compare them. The problem, I think, the problem a lot of people get in with a lot of food is they try to compare it to something else, mm-hmm. like basically vegan food or keto food or substitutes. They try to compare it to the real thing. Right. It's not. It's its own thing. Yeah. So don't compare it to the original thing. And if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna eat tongue, and be like, oh, this doesn't taste like salmon. Right. This is the worst salmon ever. Yeah. Like, of course it is. It's, it's tongue. It tastes like pot roast. So, yeah. um, you got they're their own thing. It's you just gotta have that in your mind from the get go, and then you can be like, this is the best version of this liver I've ever had. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Liver isn't like gonna anything. taste like you know chicken thighs. It's gonna taste right. like liver. But yeah. the problem with liver, wow. usually people overcook it. But, um, well, that's the old, like, isn't that the old staple from way back when it was like liver and onions and you mm-hmm. just picture this like shoe leather piece of, yeah, it of turns into like rubber, there. but yeah, I actually, a lot of, and now it's funny cause it's kind of turned into like a little rookie tradition for that me and my driver and other guys will do with like for, we get some raw liver and have them try it with like some yeah. salt and honey. Cause it's his favorite way to eat it. he's like, I prefer just eating it raw like that. Cause it, there's a lot of people they're like, well, why do you eat it? And it's like, cause it's like incredibly nutrient dense. Like you eat yeah. just a little bit of it once a week, like you're good. Like it's nature's multivitamin and your yeah. body will actually absorb it better. So does anything happen to it when you, does it diminish when you cook it? Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's actually, you'll get the more, the most nutrients raw. Um, okay. And actually what uh, some people do, I've heard uh, John Wellborn say what he does is like he'll chop it up into little cubes and freeze it. And then he takes mm. it like a little pill. So it's okay. like, that's what like my wife, she hates liver. So that's more like for her, she'll just, she's like, I'll just take it in like a little vitamin form kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's an easy to, and it's cheap too. You just get some liver, well, yeah, freeze it. Wants and, it. Yeah. Um, um, but the gym side of it is what, what kind of, we started this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love the fact that Gabe has his own log, and uh, Zoe's got her stuff, or she and she just wants to take your stuff anyway. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, she wants to lift your wagon wheels instead. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I gotta at her neck. If I get my sled um, out, she wants a sled ride, pretty much. Yeah, dude, and I just love that because they're like you said, yours are a little bit older, mm-hmm. um, but it gives it gives me hope because I really I really like working out now with Nathan, but it's dicey. Yeah, you know, it's like he's got about ten minutes of attention in him. Um, he can be in the same room with me as I work out, but he's going to be doing something else that I got to pay attention to. Right. Uh, but you know, well, they've basically both of them have like grown up in a gym. Cause when Gabe was, uh, really little, that was when I started coaching at CrossFit West Houston. Um, okay. and he would come there on the regular. And then yeah. when I moved, you know, I was like, well, I gotta have a gym. So that's when we started our garage gym. And so he's yeah. just grown up with it. So to, it's funny, uh, we, we visited CrossFit West Houston, uh, my buddy Rob that works there. And he was like, uh, asked me like, dad, I've only been to Mr. Rob's garage. Where's his house? And cause he was thinking his gym <laughs> is his garage. So in his That's mind, awesome. it's just, everyone has like these amazing garage gyms. Basically it's like, what, why are there cars in that person's gym? Like, yeah. What are you doing, yeah. man? If he comes up North where it snows, it's going to be a rude awakening. So it is really cool like... that. I mean, and, and like Gabe will ask me questions about like macronutrients and, creatine and awesome yeah and zoe's i mean pretty much the same way she tries to she's i i I hope that she can 
will stick with it and maybe start with like Olympic weightlifting because that's what Lori is really into. And like she already yeah. like will do like a split jerk and stuff. And it's that's great. It's, man. it's cool to see. Like awesome, man. All right. Well, let's uh, um, let's do this. Tell everybody. So you're running the Devote December page now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just get all the contact information out there. Get yours out there. Get the Resiliency Project out there. Or Project. <laughs> yeah, Project Resilience. Project Resilience. So get uh, Devote December, Project Resilience, your personal page. Um, get it all out there so people know where to look this stuff up. Okay. Uh, well, you can look me up on my Instagram, which is Spade SC. So Spade, like my last name, S P A I D. SC as in strength and conditioning. Uh, that's my Instagram page. Um, devote December is at devote December. Uh, pretty simple one there. Um, and then project yeah. resilience Instagram is CSRT project resilience. And you can look okay. them up there. Um, get involved. If you're someone that's what's awesome. If you're someone that is in the, you know, mental health, spectrum or if you're a, a strength coach and you're like this sounds great i want to get involved somehow you know reach out and um you can possibly help out because you know, like i said what it is is it's basically just you know this network of coaches and mental health professionals that you know are helping each other out dude thank you so much for uh your support your for sharing your story for um everything man you've been you've been with this thing yeah, since the beginning you. and uh, i appreciate it hugely because you are you're taking over. I mean, you are hitting stride here and involved in a lot of stuff and doing a lot of stuff, and it's awesome to see. And uh, I'm pumped, man. So thank you. And I'm, I'm genuinely excited for Devote December. I'm so glad that you were willing to take it and we we turned it over to you because uh, I would not have this much excitement if I was running it with Annette. You know, we just yeah we just I'm didn't a, have it this year. I'm excited to see it grow. Yeah, it it will. I think yeah. you're gonna push it far and wide, man. And we're uh, we're pumped. So thank you for that. And um, I hope so. Yeah, man, thanks. We'll we'll be talking soon. Yeah, thank you.